Hey everybody, welcome back to Naturally Supernatural. I hope you guys liked our last episode with Peter. I was very much encouraged by what he yes. shared that day. Um, but today we have somebody back, somebody familiar again. <laughs> we have Pastor Tom. Welcome back, back. Pastor Tom. Hey, thank you. Welcome Glad back. to be back. I know everybody missed missed that voice. So we've got him back, everybody. He's been busy, guys. Yeah, he's been busy. <laughs> yeah. Wanna share a bit, Pastor, why you've been gone a bit? Oh yeah. Mm. New, new, new things in new life. Things. Praise in God. Life. A new season. Yeah, new season. I, I moved. So, you know, it's a lot of work yeah. trying to pack and unpack. And it's the so, fun stuff. Yeah, it's fun stuff. <laughs> but uh, I just needed some time off to do that. Come right. On. Everybody so, does. Yeah, yes. but I'm so happy. So yeah, happy. You look like you've been lifting. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm moving into the forest. So I'm Come happy. He's <laughs> being one with the Lord. Uh, yes, nature. yes, yes, yes. So good. No, but mm. today we have something exciting to mm. talk about. I think this is, as a child, when when we had talked about it earlier, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, promise. Mm. You know, as children, you get made promises, and mm. then when things when things are bro- when promises are broken, you kind of take such a hold on it or such an impact to it. Mm. Where now, as an adult, as a grown up, I think about it. And I'm like, why why do promises weigh heavily to us or mm, as as individuals, right? Um, if if somebody does say, "Hey, I promise this, that, and the other," if you know you do this, why mm. is it that when a promise is broken, it's like it's like your heart has been shattered, or mm. trust has been broken? But right, mm. what yeah. can you say about what a promise is, Pastor? Exactly, like how you know in the Bible it talks about God promise God's promises to us, and mm. you know Joshua's researching how many promises there were in the Bible, but. Mm. Why is it that there's so much weightiness to something as a promise? Well, I think promises uh, or promise is a very complicated uh, proposal. <laughs> it's, it, 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 you know, it reflects on a lot of things. It reflects mm. on your character. Mm. It reflects on the principle, your mm-hmm. principle. So when God promises something, he already saw um, into Mm. what it's going to do for you and it's generally it's it's something that is to support us to help us to guide us and uh it's not done just frivolously mm-hmm. uh his promise is good because he is the creator of all things Come so on. he knows that uh, he is the source of all things and he can promise you that and can keep the promise um, but having said that, there are still things that, um, you know, when God promises something, there are still things that we also have to understand that will come with the promise, mm-hmm. you know. It's not just, oh, God promised me this, so I just sit still and expect <laughs> things to happen. Wait for it to rain. Right? Yeah. And um, so a lot of times, um, like your question was like, how come, you know, like it's people get so emotional because, you know, unmet expectation always right. leads to anger. Mm. And so people get really angry because they have this thing that, yeah, expectation yeah. that they put forth and they they uh, get ahead of themselves mm. sometimes. And and so, yeah. And, and especially when people just play around with promises and mm. And that's why Jesus said, you know, like, you know, don't make your vows on this, upon that, upon mm, this, yeah. because, you know, don't make it, don't swear by the earth. Because he says, <laughs> he says because that's a footstool of God and and, and, and heaven is his throne room. Mm. It's his. 
it's all his. You can't make some, you know, like you can't make a vow or swear on somebody else's property, mm. on somebody wow. else's belonging. And, it, it, and so when you do that, That's so good. you end up breaking promises because you can't fulfill it. Mm-hmm. Mm. And so when you, when you break promises, then of course, people who have that expectation will get hurt. Mm. And, uh, you know, hurt can be very deep when, uh, especially when you promise to uh, remain uh, faithful to them in a marriage, for mm. instance. That's right. true. And you Valid. break it. And uh, that is not good, right? That's not good. Does that make sense? Yes. No, it's actually interesting because now without even hearing about the unmet expectation, mm. even early on as a child, you already have that innate understanding. Like no yeah. one had, to, like I, I think about it and I go back and I'm like, you know, when I was a kid, when somebody would promise something and they didn't, you know, fulfill it or follow through with it, it impacts you in such a way where you're like, okay, I can't trust you anymore. Mm. But no one teaches, I don't recall anybody teaching me that, that if somebody doesn't follow through with their word, then that's, you kind of crumpled paper there. The relationship kind of gets impacted, but it goes to show even in our design, how God actually, he's the only one that actually can give us promises. Mm. Like you saying that you can't make a promise on somebody else's property is so true. Mm. I remember as kids just for fun, well, not for fun, but just to, I guess, solidify the promise to the person, you would always say, "Oh, I, I swear on my life." And now that I think about it, I'm like, "You don't even owe your, you don't even own your own life, you know, or you swear on so and so's grave or whatnot." And yeah. I'm like, and then, <laughs> "Yeah." And even if you, if, yeah. even if you can, you never even ask permission. Yeah. From, like I swear on my children's life. Did you even ask your, your kids? Ch- children? Yeah. You know, and and yeah. so. But why even swear on yeah. that? Because you don't even own it. That's right. right. That's right. And so a lot of people get hurt that way. You know, like promises, mm. things, and then they don't deliver it, or mm-hmm. they they promise things that are above and beyond their their ability to, carry, to yeah. care for yeah. or, or deliver. So you know, like when I think about promises, I think about God and how God mm. promised Abraham, because mm. God promised Abraham that he was to be the father of many nations, yes. you know, of all nations actually. Yeah. And so, but then at that time he was very old. Yeah. <laughs> and his wife was super old too. Right. And imagine somebody comes up to you and you're about 100 years old and tell you that you're going to have a child. And, <laughs> and no wonder Sarah at that time, the wife was, her name was Sarai at that time. She goes, you know, like, are you serious? My womb is so old. Mm. How can I conceive yeah. anyone, you know? Mm. And, but... God's divine promises are good, mm. you know, because he, like I said, he promised because he sees something that will be uh, a blessing mm. to us. And he loves us and he wants us to succeed. And God's plan is always for us to succeed and not to fail. And so mm. he will promise you something, but you still need to do certain things. Mm. Um, number one, you need to trust him. Mm-hmm. Right? A promise is given, but you need to believe in that promise. You need yeah. to trust him. Right. And uh, when he promised Ab- Ab- Abraham that he was going to be a, a father. father, I mean, <laughs> Sarah actually laughed. Like she laughed so hard. And uh, the two angels, I think it was the two angels, right? Two angels that came visit them. Like mm-hmm. they, they, were asking her, yeah. they were asking Sarah, why are you laughing? 
Why are you questioning? By this time next year, you'll be pregnant. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? You know? <laughs> and so there's that. Like, you know, there's a lot of doubts that go through your mind. Like, even though somebody promises you something, that's the other side of the coin too, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have faith in that promise? Mm. True. Right? Somebody promises you something. Do you have faith in that? My dad used to promise me a lot of things. Mm-hmm. But he would always deliver it. And that's one thing that I respect, mm-hmm. you know, my dad for. Mm is that unchanging character. You know, like if he promises something, he delivers it. Mm -hmm. And I learned that from him. And in some ways, we can learn that from our Father in Heaven. Like, you Mm. know, his promises are good. So if you uh, say, okay, I'm going to do something. Promises is just saying, I'm going to do something. Yeah. Like, I'm going to take care of this marriage. I'm Mm going to take care of you. Mm -hmm. I choose you, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you go, go, you get married. No one's saying like, you know, the pastor is not going to say, oh, do you so-and-so love this person? No, he <laughs> says, do you so-and-so choose this person? Mm. So you have to make a decision to choose in good times or bad times. That's a promise. Mm. You choose to be there. That's good. In good times or bad times. So you need to commit. Mm. So one thing that you need to do is, number one, you need to commit, Okay. You promise, you commit. And on the other side of the coin, there's two sides to the coin. The one that is receiving the promise has to believe it. Mm. Okay? They have to believe it. Now, it takes two to tango, right? (laughs) So you can't have one person promising, the other person always not believing it. Right. And couples go through that all the time. Like the the husband says, I'm going to do this. Yeah, right. The wife will go, (laughs) you know, like like you totally deflate the other person (laughs) and then he puts up a a wall and then pretty soon there's like, yeah, all this bickering going on because mm. you know the other person doesn't trust mm. in the promise. Mm. So it takes two to tango. It takes both parties: the one that's mm. promising and the one that is receiving the promise. Mm. So when Abraham, going back to Abraham, when God promised him um, the promised child. Uh, who happened to be Isaac, later on born Isaac. Mm. Um, it took a while. It took a while for the child to be conceived, you know? Mm. And and so, and I believe strongly that it was to do with Sarah's, uh, you know, unbelief. Mm-hmm. Right. And and it was God's timing. It's like God's waiting for them to get to that belief point mm. before the child is released, before the promise is released. Like if you continue go into unbelief. Somebody says, you know, Josh, I'm going to do this for you. Nah, you're not going to do that. (laughs) Nah, it's like, I'm going like, wait, this guy doesn't even believe what I'm going to do for him. (laughs) True. Right? So I'm just going to make him wait. (laughs) So, it happens. Yeah, and with Sarah, she she basically, in the story, Mm. basically she told Abraham to go father a child with the slave girl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Hagar. Mm-hmm. And so he did. It's like he totally went against God's uh, promise. Mm-hmm. He was following the wife's instruction of just God's not going to deliver. Therefore, make your own child. Mm. Mm. Make your own route. Make your own. Make your own, right? Mm. So when you do that, when you break off from the promise... There are consequences. Consequences, yeah. So he had a child with Hagar. His name is Ishmael. Mm-hmm. 
And as Ishmael grew up, you know, of course, Abraham was really close to the child and mm. and uh, Sarah actually became jealous. Jealous, yeah. Mm. So she basically kicked her out <laughs> and told her to take the child with her into the desert, which is basically a death sentence. Yep. And it really hurt Abraham a lot. Mm-hmm. Abraham actually gave them some water and of course he knew that the water is going to run out eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But God provided. Yeah. God provided. God is always there, no matter what, you know. And I just love that story because he, he provided a well in mm. the middle of the desert mm. for the child, right, to live. So <clears throat> God's promise was to Abraham that he was going to be father of many nations. And even in that act of disobedience, he's fathered a new nation. Right. Ishmael's nation. Mm. You know, the promise is still good, but the promised child is not Ishmael. Mm -hmm. The promised child has to go according to the promises' time, Mm -hmm. God's time. Yeah. And so later on, Isaac came along. Isaac came along, right? And here's the craziest part. You know, like in Genesis 22, you you read that one day, one day, I'm going to read to you, sometime later, it's like sometime later, like (laughs) one fine day, God tested Abraham's faith. You see that? Mm. Like even with that promised child, there are tests that will come with the promise. Mm. So good. Wow. The test will come with the promise. Why? Because the test actually reveals your faith that's deposited by God in you. No test, no revelation of faith. You basically don't know how much faith you have in you until the test comes. Mm. And that faith that measure of faith can be revealed only when you put your faith into action, mm. right? Your yeah. trust into action, right? So, so basically God said to him, like, this is so crazy. He said, take your son, your only son, yes, right? Isaac, whom you love so much. <laughs> God said all this to him. <laughs> take your only son, whom you love so much, and go into the land of Moriah, go and sacrifice him as a burnt offering mm. on one of the mountains, which I will show you. Mm-hmm. So basically, God didn't even show him the mountain yet. Do you know that he walked three days to that mountain? Mm-hmm. Mm. And the whole time you think about Abraham, who forever waited for a child till he was almost 100. And then they conceive, and then all of a sudden God says, go kill him. <laughs> <laughs> Think of what went through his mind. Think of what went through his mind. Think of the night before he has to sharpen the knife. Mm. I mean, have you ever sharpened a knife to kill your own son? (laughs) No, as what? (laughs) (laughs) What will go through your mind? A lot. (laughs) Yeah. What will go through your mind with not telling your wife? He didn't even tell the wife. Mm. Yeah. He didn't say a word anymore to Sarai because he remembered the last time he said something, Sarai said, go have sex with a servant girl and make a child. Yeah. Yeah. So all of that, all of that, the test was like incredible, like the amount of pressure. I just felt like he went through so much pressure, Mm. right? And then eventually (laughs) he made, he brought two servants and then, you know, just to cut the story short, he brought two servants uh, and then they walked for three days and then they found the mountain 
And then he said to the servants, wait down here Stay. with the donkey. And then me and my son will come back. We just have to go up to the mountain to worship God. And then we'll be back. Hmm. Look at what he said. Come We're back. going up to the mountain to worship God. He didn't say I'm going up to the mountain to kill my son <laughs> because God asked me to kill him. He says, I am going up there to worship God. Hmm. You know, That's every good. step of the way, Abraham was expressing his faith mm. the whole time. Yes. You know why he expressed his faith? He said, we're coming back. Mm-hmm. Mm. Would you say you're coming back your kid if you know that you're going to kill him? <laughs> he had faith. Wow. He was expressing it mm-hmm. into action. Mm-hmm. Faith without action is dead. Yeah. That's so good. Come on. You know, he was expressing it. And that's the only time when he knows how much faith he had <laughs> by moving in action. Yes. Because if you just say, oh, well, I don't have faith. Well, my question to you is, have you put your faith into action? How do you know you don't have faith when you never put it into action? Mm-hmm. Preach. Wow. Right? So, yeah, it's so crazy. Anyways, he went up. The, sh- the short of the story is, you know, it's like he went up. Tested. And he was tested, right? And he made his son carry the firewood. It was supposed to burn the offering, right? The burnt <laughs> offering is actually for... For, for 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 those days uh, to to um to atone the sin mm-hmm. and so imagine and then Isaac asked him is it that that halfway up the mount he's like that <laughs> okay you got the fire yeah. like they had to carry the fire in the old days right yeah. firewood. there's no match you just carry the fire <laughs> and then you got the wood I got the wood I'm carrying the wood kind of <laughs> reminded sorry. me of Jesus carrying the cross mm. I'm carrying the wood but where's the sacrifice? sacrifice. Yeah. And you know what he said to his son? Don't worry, son. God will provide. provide faith. Yeah. Again, expressing mm. his faith. Mm. Isn't that crazy? I think, like personally, if you continue to do that in your life as you journey, yes. right? You don't sweat it. You just say, <laughs> God's going to provide. Amen. Right? Certain people you don't get distracted by. Come on. Like in this story with Sarai, you just don't, you don't get distracted by them. You don't bring along your servants because they probably will say, you know what, sir, you should stop <laughs> killing your son right now. We're going to call the cops on you. <laughs> right? That will be a distraction. Yep. Right? Yep. To a command. Yeah. Because why? The promise was greater. Mm. Come on. The promise was greater than the sacrifice. That mm. promise the sacrifice meant a lot because it cost him a lot. But then the promise, he kept on holding on to that promise by expressing his faith. And I feel like along the way, if we are able to express our faith mm-hmm. in action, mm-hmm. you will begin to measure the faith that has been deposited in your heart by God. Mm-hmm. You don't know how much you have. Mm-hmm. Like that little boy that shared his lunch with Jesus, he didn't yes. know how much he he didn't know how much he had in that lunchbox until he shared it, mm. and then he multiplied. So I I feel like this is a good season to talk about so good moving in action Come because on. why? Amen. We are in a pandemic. Mm. We don't know what's coming on. Yeah. They can talk about all kinds of variants. Right now, I hear there's a new variant past the Delta. I mean, you're running out <laughs> of alphabets. You're like. <laughs> You know, and, and everybody is like so mad, right? People mm. are protesting everywhere because yeah. of uh, the new, the new regulation yes. and all that. But we need to express faith. Mm. Mm. 
Right? There'll be tests that comes along with the promise. Mm. But you need to express your faith in action. In action. Would you say that with our faith, it is essential to understand God's promises? Because, you know, you mentioned, you brought up the story of Abraham. Abraham was told in the beginning, you're going to be a father to many nations, right? Before, long before he received that news that he is about to have a son. So that came already, right? And in our daily lives as believers of God, day by day, we desire for this kingdom, this heaven here on earth to manifest. And yet, many of us still challenged and struggling to, to see that into reality. I think that with how much we understand, how much we know what God have already said and promised, it really plays a huge role how we activate or operate in faith. So if we have a poor understanding of what He has already promised and where, what He has said, that I don't think we're going to operate, you know, like you saying, faith into action. Mm. I don't think we're going to go that lane if we, if we fail to understand what he already said, what he already promised to us. Mm. And I feel like, you know, like you guys were mentioning about promise from somebody where either that person will deliver or not. You know, you don't look, you don't look to the person because you know that at the end of the day, that person is it's only human. Mm. But with God's faithful promises, even if, that even if that person does not deliver, because you believe that he will come through, he will come through, even if this person does not come through. Mm. I think today in our, in our walk, maybe part of why we're not seeing faith into action a lot is bec because we fail to understand his promises in our lives. So, I think the you know, misconception of the kingdom of heaven is a big thing. Like mm. if you don't understand there you that go. the king owns everything. Mm. He is the creator of all things. You can't own anything unless you create it. Mm. That's right. Okay. Like you say, I own a house. No, <laughs> you didn't create it. You borrowed wood. You borrowed concrete. You borrowed everything from God. <laughs> Mm, true it's not yours you're a steward of the house yep. you basically don't own it on paper you think you own it <laughs> right yeah true so that's why Jesus is able to say don't hang on to the treasures on earth because the moth and the grass will just eat it, eat it away mm. you know it's just you store up treasures in heaven where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Yeah. Come on. It's important to understand that. Because why? In heaven is a king that will take care of you. He owns everything. He mm. will give you that house mm. when he's about to do something in and through you with that house in mind. So that is the reason why a lot of people can express it because they have the wrong concept of right. the kingdom of heaven. They think that you know, they got to work for it. They got to work for things mm. and not understanding that God is the source of everything. You're just the resource. Come on. He's the source of everything. So when you understand that nothing really, you know, like 
everything belongs to him. Mm. All things belongs to him. Then you're okay. You're okay to let go. Mm. You're okay to trust because promises. The other side of the coin is that you need trust. Remember, I told you that mm-hmm. there's the guy that promises yeah. it. You have to trust, and trust is basically believing. <laughs> That's why Jesus went everywhere. He goes, believe. Yeah. Right. Believe that you receive, and you yeah. shall have. Mm. And and the reason why is because without believing in that promise, the promise is just there. It's just a promise. <laughs> you have not believed it yet. You have not believed that you receive it yet. Mm. That's it. Right. You're just saying, you know, like, have you been in a situation where I have, you know, like when you buy something for somebody, you wrap it all up nice and birthday gift. And the first thing the person asks you is, what did you buy me? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, Uh, huh, what? (laughs) You know, so the expectation is crazy. It's like, what did you buy me? It's like, what if I said I bought you a a McDonald's lunch (laughs) and you say, yeah. Next, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> but wow. the thing is with Abraham, it's yes, he was focusing on the promise, but more than that, he was focusing on the promiser, God mm. himself. Come he on. trusted God. Yeah, that's it. Because the promise without the promiser is like useless. Like mm. who is backing it up? It's like nullified. Who is backing it up? The guy that owns everything and created everything is backing up this promise. How can you miss that? Yeah. How can you miss that? You'll never be disappointed. Mm. Right? Because the promise is good. There will be no unmet expectation. The promise is good mm. because he owns everything and he won't say it unless he already has in mind to give you that or to make you into a father of all nations or many nations. Come on. And he said to him, your children will be as many as the sand and the stars. stars. It's like, mm-hmm. that's crazy promise. <laughs> but you. you know, that only came later in mm-hmm. that passage in Genesis 22. Mm-hmm. After he had gone through the test and he passed the test, Amen. he's about to kill his son. And get this. Here's the thing. This is the craziest part of all. This is a crazy story, right? He got this guy. He took his son that, you know, he conceived at age 100 that mm-hmm. was given by God. And that he loves so much. God said, take your only son, the one that you love so much and kill him. <laughs> so he brings this guy all the way, Isaac, all the way up. And Isaac is asking, so where's the sacrifice? Where's the sacrificial animal? Mm-hmm. He said, God will provide. And then he got up there and then he, he did this. He did this. If you read that passage, he bound him. <laughs> Nowhere in that passage mm-hmm. I read that Isaac put on his sneakers and start running <laughs> or kick his father off and say, see you later. Mm. Yeah. Are you mad? You're trying to kill me? Like at that point, like mm-hmm. a lot of theologians believe that Isaac was already in his teenage years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Might be even 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty big. Yeah. Strong. You fight off Abraham that was over 120 100. years old. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. But no, he just voluntarily let his father bind him up. Wow. You know why that happened? Let me tell you something. There's such a thing as generational faith. Mm, when you see your dad on. having that kind of faith in mm. the God that he believes in, he wow. will have faith in you that when he, if, even when he's bound wow. and even when he's killed, he'll be resurrected. That he is okay. So good. Mm. He is okay to go through the whole motion mm. of trusting. Man. Amen. So it's really crazy when I read that story and I was doing so some true. research on it. I'm like, 
this is so crazy. Just this morning I was reading it. I was like, wow. this is so crazy. It doesn't just show his faith, mm-hmm. but in that process of trusting, it also showed the measure of faith, a greater measure yeah. of faith. Who is greater? Like, let me tell something. The one that's about to kill you or the one that you, the one that's going to receive the, the knife in his heart? <laughs> Who has greater faith? Wow. Come on. Right? I asked myself that question. But then I thought to myself, no, wait. The person that gave the promise has the greatest faith. Mm. Mm. Because he's risking it all. Wow. He's the one that promised. You can reject the promise. Yeah. Wow. Jesus came and he says, my father's house has many rooms. Mm. It's a promise. Mm. I come from the kingdom of heaven. Where I come from, you can't go. Mm. It's a promise. It's like the promise of eternal life. Yes. Whomsoever believes in him shall have eternal life. That's a promise. But you need to believe that. You need to trust that. That's right. Mm. That's right. And only when you get into action will you see the measure of faith you've been given. Mm. And guess what? That is the blessing. Because why? When you have faith, you'll be blessed because your children will see you having that faith. Mm. And they will start to have faith. Let me read to you what happened here. At the end there, yeah, so after he had gone through all that and he's about to kill his son, mm. an angel shouted from heaven. Now, I don't know how loud the shouting was, but he shouted really loudly. Right? He, he told Abraham to stop. Stop. Right? He says, stop. Stop. You know, and, and you know, let me read to you. He says, Abraham, Abraham, he shouted, right? <laughs> and Abraham is so cool. <laughs> This guy's got a knife in his hand, just about to kill his own son. He goes, yes. <laughs> Abraham replied, here I am. Mm. When you walk in faith, believe me, all right, you will recognize God's voice. Come on. So he said, here I am. And the angel said, don't lay a hand on the boy. The angel said, do not hurt him in any way. For now I know that you truly fear God. Mm. You have not withheld from me even your son, your only son. Then Abraham looked up and there was a ram caught in a thicket. God provided a ram for him to sacrifice. Remember Mm. that he said to his son, God will provide. Right? So, but all this happens. Okay, then he sacrificed the ram, isn't that? And this is what the Lord said to him after that. He says, because you have obeyed me and have not withheld even your son, your only son, I swear by my own name, listen to that, okay? I swear by my own name that I will certainly bless you. I will multiply your descendants beyond number like the stars in the sky and the sand in the seashore, on the seashore. Your descendants will conquer the cities of their enemies and through, descent, and through your descendants, all the nations of the earth will be blessed, all because you have obeyed mm. me. Mm. So what happened there? God said, you're going to multiply, you're going to occupy, and then you're going to possess. Mm. So That's good. the blessing. That's the blessing. All of that wouldn't have come without the test. 
So I'm just saying in your life, sometimes you feel like you're so down, mm. like things are just not going your way. Like why me, God? Like, I, you know, like, why is it all these bad things are happening to me? Hey, remember, it's a test. It's a test. Mm. And the worst kind of test is one of those pop quizzes. I don't know, <laughs> when I was in school, like a test, you can prepare for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but God will give you a pop quiz. Bam! Right, You show up and God says, hey, today there's a test. Curveball. Get your only son, the one that I gave you, the one that you love so much and kill him. Mm. What? Right? Mm. And I, I'm sure listeners out there have gone through that. Amen. You've gone through some difficult times. Sometimes you lost a loved one through the mm. pandemic. Many of us have gone through that. You know, my wife's family, so many, she just lost another cousin. No. It's like, man, but, you know, I just encourage her. And I bring up the story of Abraham mm. and how there's a test and how God will provide. We just have to get through that test by expressing our faith and walking it out. Wow. Well, I'm blown. Like even right now, I'm just kind of looking over again, Genesis 22. And how many times have Mm. I read that passage and didn't click into me that actually, Isaac was actually already on the altar. (laughs) He was Mm. already bound. Isaac was bound without any resistance. Right? Like I I don't think about that detail, but that's actually true where he was was just there. Yeah. No, I was meditating on this passage and I'm like, Oh my goodness, all the nuggets. It's in the little details where yeah. you don't really realize until yeah. you actually reread it over and over again yeah. and you you pay attention and it's like, mm. he did not resist. No, he didn't. He laid there in the New King James Version. It says that he laid on the altar upon the wood. Homie was already about to be slain. Yeah, and he was bound. He was bound. <laughs> yeah, he, he was didn't bound. resist. And he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar upon the wood. Yeah. And at the right timing, when the angel came to let Abraham know that he doesn't have to do it because God provided. And even a few verses before that, Abraham did mention it to Isaac that God will provide for Mm. himself the lamb for the burnt offering. Amen. Every time you're just about so close to the (laughs) cliff and you're just about to fall off, an angel will call out your name. Yes. An angel will call out your name. You're in a good hands yeah. because he's faithful and his promises never fail. That's right. And Us. the reason why? Because he owns everything. Mm. His promise is good because he owns everything. Come on. You can't promise anything if you don't own anything. <laughs> yes. Ooh. Yeah. My mind again, guys. Be enlightened. <laughs> it is. It, it honestly is, especially in the seasons, you know, just as Pastor Thomas said, this last kind of 18 months has been rough on a lot of people and, you know, there's things that we celebrate, things that we grieve, but knowing who the promiser is, come on, it gives you that hope that, you know, despite what you might be facing right now, there is still that, mm. there's still that moment of, mm. wait, Abraham, the offering's there. Yes. So it's just really allowing God to work, but utilizing and taking action with your faith. Mm-hmm. So you can never not just sit there and wait for the rain to kind of come up on you without taking an umbrella and preparing for the downpour, but... Yeah. 
Thank yeah. you again, Pastor Tom. It's, You're welcome. It's been, welcome back. You're welcome. welcome back. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad. I'm, I'm so happy good. to we're be so back. We're so happy. Yes. Yeah. But we're looking forward to hearing more. And for those who are following along Graceville Online's teachings with Pastor Tom, you guys can head on over to YouTube and search up Graceville TV. But until next time, everybody, God bless. God bless.